Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, there are some games you don't really know where to start because there's just bad everywhere you look. And that's what the Bucks' 16-13 to 13 loss to the Atlanta Falcons was. I've, I've never seen a team be gifted so many opportunities in a game and still be unable to win. I mean, let's, let's think about this game, Steve. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons and their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, could have run them out of the gym, could have run the Bucks out of their own home. But they, he specifically fumbled, lost three fumbles inside his own 11-yard line, including one at the one-yard line in which he just dropped the snap and another running for a, what would have been a put-away touchdown at 20-10 to 10 late in the fourth quarter. When Antoine Winfield Jr., I'll give him credit, didn't quit on the play, knocked the ball out of his hands and threw the end zone for a touchback. I mean... Any one of those touchdowns, which should have been, and this thing's not even a game. And yet, that was just what Atlanta did. <laughs> now we can talk about the Bucks. And have we seen enough of this offense just yet? Is it still when here's my question for you, Steve. When is it too early and no longer or when is it no longer too early to say it's early? You know what I mean? Like they're three and three. We're six games into the season. That's more than a third of the way through the season. It, we still don't know quite what we're going to be. Get get time. What? Where are we? Where are we at? No, we know it's a bad offense. <laughs> now, <laughs> yep. why is it bad? Is maybe up for debate. Is it Canales' play calling or his offense? Is it the offensive line's inability to block for the run? Is it the running backs just aren't good enough? I mean, the passing game. I say yes to all of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, but what I'm saying is, is I, I think there's blame to go around. I don't know oh, if yeah. there's one simple answer to fix or change. There's it. not. There's not. Or as coaches are fond of saying, if there was one thing, we would fix it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that that's a good, uh, you know, endorsement for for the future either. That you have so many things, and today, just as a bonus, and you were talking about this before we went on. They they also had nine penalties, many of them of the mm-hmm. false start variety, but others that were probably a little ticky tack because that crew loved loved to throw the laundry apparently. Um, but that was just on top of the bad play, right? That that's just that's your definition of bad ball right there, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I mean the constant to this football team is this. Even with the Eagles on the schedule and even with the Lions on the schedule, which, by the way, the Lions got absolutely obliterated by Baltimore today on Sunday. Um, even having said all that, this defense, which gave up the ghost late when they really needed to clamp down, has only allowed 20 points or more. In fact, they've held teams to 20 or less 
Five out of six games. Defense has been fantastic. It really has. It that, really has. It, it is not. It, it, we talk about complimentary football. There has not been complimentary football from the offense. Uh-uh. Nope. The nope. defense nope. is good enough to win every game they've been in. I agree. Including the uh, Eagles. Including yeah, the Lions. I, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they, they've, they've kept them in games. They've gotten them turnovers. They're a plus seven. You know what a plus seven is right now in the NFL? It's second in the league in giveaway takeaway. Second. And that's not good enough to score points. Short field's not good enough. I'm telling you, when you can't run the football when you need to and want to, the, 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 the byproduct of that is you don't score points. But the reason you don't score points, in part, is because your red zone stinks, right? Like, you have to be able to run the ball a little bit down there because it gets really crowded, okay? Mm-hmm. And those windows are really small. And... Things happen really fast down there. And so you need stick throws, quick throws, you know, on target. And that's just not been Baker Mayfield so far. Um, but when you can't run it, like, you know, first and goal at the eight, that's you got to score a touchdown in that situation. You can't be kicking field goals to tie the game, albeit with 45 seconds left. You'd like to think your defense could send that one to overtime. But – it it just it's been this way all season long. The red zone is inefficient. Um, they cannot run the football. Doesn't matter who's carrying it. I mean, if you take away Baker Mayfield's thirty yard, thirty one yard run, their running backs average two point four. Two point four. That's below the season average of three point oh, which is by far the worst in the NFL. Like you, you, you know, Atlanta's okay against the run. I'm not going to say they're not. But you've taken that and gone backwards every week. Every week, it's, it's been the same thing. Well, Atlanta's, and, a, Atlanta's a team that doesn't blitz much. No. Mm-mm. Except they were fine blitzing a lot more today than they normally do because they knew that the Tampa Bay couldn't run the ball. They didn't care about the run. Yeah, they trampled, they trampled the run on the way to the passer. Yeah, right. They, they yeah. knew you can't run the ball, so we're going after your quarterback because that's yeah. the only way and, you're going to win this game. And you know what teams are also doing? And they're going to they're gonna get it forever. For the most part, they're all playing cover two because they can stop your run with seven men. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't need to bring down the eighth defender in the box because their front seven is good enough to knock you backwards. And, and it's incredible that, you know, because normally – as my friend Tom Brady used to say, it's a simple game, but it's hard to hard to play it, right? But normally, if a team plays coverage like that, cover two, you run the football. They're inviting you to run the football because they only got seven guys. And, you know, but on this team, pff, seven's plenty, you know? It's plenty to stop their run. Their tight ends can't block. And they make up for that by not being very efficient in the pass game. They're young, but they're they're just not really been much of a weapon in on, on either, you know, part of the offense. And then they take turns on the offensive line screwing up, including, you know, the false starts and things like that. Like, like the other thing is like and I've seen this before. But that one call was hysterical because it was <laughs> the referee or whatever was like <laughs> Offsides on everybody but the center, or you know, illegal motion, or whatever it was. Uh, false start, false start by everyone except the center. 
And ironically, the center is the culprit. Like, he was not the guy doing the right thing, even though he was absolved a little bit by the referee. Uh, you give the center the snap count. Everybody hears the snap count. And when 10 other players go on that snap count, say it's one or hut, hut, and the center doesn't snap the ball, like, that's a problem because he's got one thing that he really needs to remember. You had one job, right? Snap the ball when you're supposed to. And he couldn't do it. And so that was just like one of the many like ridiculous plays in this football game that was so winnable. And I'll tell you, here's here's the really sad thing if you're a Buccaneer fan, is that you had a chance to get a little separation in the NFC South by a game and a half, okay? And now Atlanta has a half game lead. They're four and three. You're three and three. But it gets better or worse, depending on your perspective. Because in four days, or now three days as you're listening to this podcast, the Bucks will be playing at Buffalo against the Bills. Now, granted, the Bills haven't been playing that great of late, and they lost on Sunday. They might be a little salty on Thursday. They're going to be – I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure that they did you a favor by losing. Um, that's a tough fan base. That's a very loud place to play. It's got a great quarterback. We know this. And they haven't been scoring a lot of points, but who are we kidding? This team has scored – exactly 16 points in the last two games. 16 points. I, I, you know, and so you go to Buffalo, and you, could, you can wind up, as they did last year, losing two games in four days. Remember, that was the Tom Brady after the Ravens loss on Thursday night. He sat mm-hmm. in his locker, all of that. And they were three and five. Guess what your record's going to be Thursday night if you lose? Three and five. Three and four. Now, or three and four. I'm sorry, that's right. Um, so you're not out of it. And that's the thing. The beauty of the NFC South is that I don't think anybody's going to be out of it for a while, except maybe Carolina. Um, but four of your next five games for the next five games for the bucks are on the road, you know, and not just on the road, but two of those are at Buffalo at San Francisco. And I'll throw in this one because I think it's going to be a hard game at Houston and CJ Stroud who's coming off you know, a pretty good start to his season in a mm-hmm. bye week uh, this week, and of course has a great last name. But I, I just – I felt like this was one of those games. And remember where we were a week ago on Sunday. They scored six points. Baker Mayfield was bad. He got up there after the game. We sucked. I sucked. We have to play pissed off. Like all that stuff, right? And then we heard all week, and this part is true that the players took control, like the players were dialed in, they were locked in, locked and loaded, you know? Dave Canales raved about, oh, you know, Baker and all the players, you know, really, I felt like I was just a guy with a, you know, with a sheet that that these guys were actually, you know, running practice. And having said all of that, this was your best effort during the week, Wednesday through, through Saturday. And then you go out there, you didn't lay an egg quite as bad as you did the week before, but... You lost one of the most winnable games you're going to ever see. Like this Atlanta team did everything they could to help you win this game. It was just incredible. So I it, it's going to be a couple days of walkthroughs that you can't practice. We'll find out who's hurt, who's not. Um, they're going to get on a plane on Wednesday. And they're going to play Thursday night in Buffalo. And by Thursday at you know, twelve thirty a.m. or so, they could be a 
a three and four football team when we went on out. You know, we'll see. Um, but I just felt like they they really this should have been their best effort. This should have been their best game. Um and they could have had a game and a half separation. And they had all those opportunities and did nothing. Nothing nothing to to get there. Except the defense, which and then let's talk about the defense. All right, so you've you've caught in some breaks and you made a break, right? Like Antoine Winfield Jr. not only knocked the ball out of Desmond Ritter's hands as he's going across the goal line for a touchback. He also knocked one away from Drake London in the end zone that was a touchdown. Okay. So this cat is balling, right? Like he's making play after play and keeping you in these games. And then upon finally tying the game, and they should have gone ahead, but they had another bad red zone, you know, three and out. But upon tying the game and have and forty five seconds or so left to send it in overtime, you you just need to get, you know, stop them. Don't let them kick a field goal. You know, um, and what do you do? You give up a huge play to Kyle Pitts. And I don't think it was a bust per se, but like in talking to Zion McCallum and, and some others, it was like basically they didn't get a deep enough drop. Like they let they let Pitts get behind them, right? Like that's crazy to me. And so he had a big chunk play that got him, you know, in position for a 51-yard field goal, game over. Bucks lose. So even when the defense, which had kept them and fought and gotten the turnovers, when they really needed them to step up, they couldn't do it. That's a team loss, you know? That's not on one side or the other. It's mostly on the offense, but defense gave it up too. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm i not being Tom Jones here. I'm not quite spring-loaded for negativity. I know the National Football League, and believe me when I tell you this, they could go out there and and beat the Buffalo Bills and shock shock everybody. They could. That's just the way the league is, man. I don't think it's going to happen, and I think that it's going to be difficult um, to win up there. But this was their season to me. This 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 it, it doesn't mean it's over, but this was the game where they could have put their foot down and said, we're 2-0 in the division, uh, one of those on the road, where we've got a game-and-a-half advantage on everybody. And then, and then if you go to Buffalo and you trip it up, it, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's just not. Um, now, now you're fighting for every single win. Now, now it feels a lot like last year, you know, where you can't really slip up that much, especially in your division. Like, you can't really lose that many more division games. You've only lost one, I get it. But you've played two. And you still got Carolina twice, and you're going to get Atlanta is going to be on the road next time. New Orleans comes here. Um, you know, so there's season left. But And, and the other thing we're going to be talking about, if, if he doesn't play well, Steve, is, okay, I think this season is going to be, I think every team in the South, except for Carolina, is going to be within a game or so most of the year, much like last year. But do you think there'll come a point where they go, okay, we got to try Kyle Trask? They're not there yet. No, I don't think so either. And I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Could it get there? It, I mean, I, I, I guess you have to play out the season. I mean, right. Because right. there, there's several things that at, at, at factor. 
if you have interest in bringing Baker Mac or Baker back, you're not doing that. That's true. One, do they think Kyle Trask is an upgrade over Baker in the way he's playing at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, they see it in practice every day. Right. You know, do they think that Kyle would be better? I don't think so. I, I think when yeah. you move to Kyle, you're at a point in the season where you realize that you're probably not going to win the division. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a mathematical chance and you're hoping for a spark. Mm-hmm. But you pretty much, like, if you turn away from Mayfield, it's not a just about this year. It's about forever. Yep. In my opinion. It's kind of like what Carolina did, right? Like, we don't need you anymore. Put them on waivers. Get them out of here. You mm-hmm. know? That, that would, it would feel like that, I think, to Baker um, and to the rest of the team. I'm not saying he'd be a, a bad apple and he wouldn't help Kyle or anything. He'd be a good teammate. But I, I just feel like when you do that, mm-hmm. you, you, if you're not saying you're giving up on the season, you're saying you're willing for the rest of it to go by the by just because you need to see what you have in Trask in case there's lightning in a bottle there. Or at least to make a decision on him going forward next year. But no, I agree with you. They're not there yet. They're not. But I can't sit here and tell you that Baker has played very well the last two weeks. No. I know he didn't play well last week. You know, his numbers aren't horrible in this one. But again, the red zone, you know, like, you got to make a play down there. You got to make a stick throw down there. You got to get that ball in the end zone. You have a chance to take the lead with seconds left. You know, he had that one run. I mean, it was a, it was a tremendous effort by him to get get free in a 30-yard, one-yard run to get him in field goal range. But when you get down first and goal at the eight, man, you have to score. You have to score a touchdown there. And it's just impo- it's so hard because they can't run the ball. And they, they're just not getting that guy open. However you want to get them open, they're not getting them open in the end zone. The touchdown they had, of course, was a beautifully thrown bomb, 40 yards to Mike Evans. Um, that that was a splash play. That was good to see. Evans mm-hmm. had a pretty good game. Godwin yeah. made a bunch of catches. I thought Rashad White was good as a receiver in the past game. Yes, I'm glad you said that because he was great. You know, he, yeah. And 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 if you remember a little bit last year, Steve, remember when Tom Brady in the game? I forget who they beat, but it was a touchdown. Brady went to the sidelines. Fournette had been in the game, and he asked for Rashad to come in. Might have been a fourth down play. I don't even know. But he threw the pass to him. Mm-hmm for the walk-off touchdown. One thing I think Rashad White is really, really good at, and I want to see more of it, is getting out in the flat, one-on-one, make a guy miss, throw him some screens. Like, he's got, he's always had good hands. Like, he can catch the football. He's mm-hmm. a natural catcher of the football. So maybe get him in space. You know, maybe get him, get him a little bit of, of, of room out there. If you can't do it in the run game, it's like an extended handoff. I mean, how many times do you see the Miami Dolphins do this stuff? So... You know, I, I just think it's not happening with the running backs. And, you know, I wrote a story in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com about, you know, what are their options at the trade deadline. They're not great, right? They're not great. And if I thought – if I and if they thought it was just a running back, I think they'd, they'd go in that go that direction. But it's it's certainly more than that. Although the running backs are, let's be honest, not good. Um, and, and there's no track record to show that they're good. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn's been here, what, three years. Mm-hmm. You know, Rashad White now has been a starter for damn near a season, you know, and it just hasn't happened. Now, you know, I mean, 
I suppose they they could make a deal. They're going to get Chase Edmonds back here in a couple of weeks. Maybe he'll be maybe he'll be a splash player. I don't know. Um, but that offensive line just not moving people. Atlanta's got a good run defense, but just just not getting it done. And and you know what? The more this goes like this, because you have to remember where we begin the discussion. You want to give this guy plenty of you know runway to say, hey, hey, you know, it's only his sixth game, it's only his seventh game, it's only. But Dave Canales was brought here ostensibly to give them a running attack. Like they were last last year. You know what? They're not only last this year; they're worse. Like you've taken a running game and made it worse. Different scheme, and, and and that's what Bull says. Well, you can't judge them on last year because it's a whole different. Well, I can judge the results, right? Like it might be a whole different scheme, but the the results are the same. It's bad. It's beyond bad. It's hopeless so far, and you know, and and again, this this narrative is never going to change. You hired a first time play caller. You hired a guy that was Pete Carroll for sixteen years. That hasn't called a play since Carson High School. I'm not saying he doesn't know offensive football. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good scheme, a solid scheme, a good playbook. Should know his personnel. But all this stuff about we just need time and the look, look uh, that's what training camp is for. That's what OTAs are for. These guys should know that they should know the offense. They the running backs should know when to put their foot in the ground and and get upfield and run full speed. And make yards. And it's not happening. And I think it's really hard to be one dimensional like that and put it all on Baker Mayfield, but that's that's where we're at. And he's not able to he's not able to come through. He's not able to put enough points on the board, even though the opposing team's only scoring twenty a game. So uh, or less than that for the season, but you know. I mean, hell, if all it takes is sixteen points to beat you. You're going to lose a lot of games, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose a lot of games because you scored three and then you scored 13 or six and 13. You scored six and then 13. And I, and I believe that that's one touchdown in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. One. So, yeah. Oh, and we didn't even talk about the Baker Mayfield interception because they were down there before they had a chance to go ahead and, and they did tie it up with a field goal. And Baker throws a pick. And I thought the game was over at that point. The defense did get the ball back for him. Mm-hmm. And they were able to go down there and score a field goal. But um, Baker had just a, you know, a really bad interception at a time when they had a chance to take the lead then. You know, across midfield. So it was a bad game for the Bucs. Um, I'm sure no one enjoyed it that was there, if you're a Bucs fan, at Raymond James Stadium. They have not. That's been a house of horrors for them this year. They got the one win over the Chicago Bears. And that one was sealed late when Shaq Barrett had the pick six on the goal line, um, you know, he had a pretty he had a pretty good game in this one too. He forced a fumble, mm-hmm. had a sack fumble. I thought Winfield was great. Winfield was unbelievable. I mean that that guy is to me their most valuable player. Like on the team. Right? All he does is 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 get turnovers or knock the ball or make huge plays like in the end zone. Like it's crazy. Remember the play he made against New Orleans with his back to the ball but got his hand up, knocked away a deep ball to Chris Olave? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this one, he, he took two touchdowns away. One one defending the pass and, and then one knocking the ball out of Ritter's hands to go through the end zone for a touchback. He's, he's an unbelievable player. And 
as Todd Bull said after the game, he says, you know, it's too bad that everyone can't play like this guy. <laughs> but that's why he's a pro bowler and the other ones aren't. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning here in just a second. Another rough game. Oof. Actually, just a rough last period in overtime. But I know, right? I got my concerns about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but first, you already know it's hurricane season, right? In Florida, well, there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank. And that's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar. With solar battery backup power, there is no fuel cost. No loud generator noise, no annual maintenance costs, plus May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Now, solar battery backup can save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost you over $2,000 a week just to keep your house running. New solar battery systems qualify for a 30% tax credit, and you can add a battery to your existing Emphase solar system. So trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup or to get started, call 727 819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, so this is what I know, Steve, about the Tampa Bay Lightning. When they play the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs, they're going to lose, and they're going to lose in overtime. And I can't explain why. That is four straight straight home games against the Maple Leafs they've lost in overtime. That's insane to me. Of course, they they lost in the the playoffs a year ago. All three home games. games. No, all three. Was it all three? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, all three home games they had last year in the playoffs. Five in a row now. Yep. I don't even know well, what the four. Like, I four wonder in a what row. the four, four home, game, what, home games. But are. I wonder what the statistics on that would be. Like, what are the odds that a team could lose that many to the same team in overtime? Like, it's got to be astronomical. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. I mean, is this a mental thing now? Is this something where it's like in the back of their minds, like we can't hold a lead against these guys? Well, they've been pretty bad in overtime, particularly in the playoffs. It's amazing because yeah. back when they won the first cup in 2020, of this group, it's the first cup, they were so good in overtime in that playoffs. Since but then, sh- since then they've been awful in the playoffs in overtime. But they should be good because they got all this speed, right? Mm-hmm. You got you got point, you got Kucherov, you got you know. Well, they've lost two games in overtime this year. They've played two, lost two. They have right. basically had no possession in overtime. They don't even get the puck. I know. And it's and, crazy to me. You know, the first game when they lost to Buffalo, they didn't have possession at all and lost. Right. Saturday night, they had very little possession. And when they had possession, they just turned it right back over. Yeah. Like making hope passes, stretch passes, blind passes that ill-advised. Right, right. You know, and, and the shame is, is the Lightning Saturday night played a really good game for two periods, maybe even two plus. Uh, the third period, Toronto came out flying the third period. Took right. a ton of shots on net. But the Lightning just started fumbling the puck away and making stretch passes and, you know, playing loose when you have a two-goal lead against Toronto, who's really good. Why are you doing that? Like, it's not like this, like you said, that it happened all of last year. I mean, does a coach need to call a timeout and remind them? They know how to play, right? Uh, I believe so. (laughs) And they've been very successful. They know how to shut it down. I mean, the years they won the Stanley Cup, if you had a one-goal lead in the third period, it was probably over. I was also with Vassie in the net, but it's not like this guy. I thought their goaltender played really well. I mean, until the third period, it's 3-1, to one and he stopped like, I don't know, 44 shots or something. He like played that. very well in the third period in overtime. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even get to overtime. That game's a blowout if he's not I agree. playing the way he I, played. Jonas Johansson was fantastic. Yeah, he made some great saves. I don't know that Vassie could have done much better, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
with the looks they got. So they uh, they lost control of that game, and then it just spiraled. And mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason, yep. You know, defensively, they just gave up grade A chances. I mean, they get a point, and they've had a couple points now, but they've lost in overtime twice in the last couple days. But you had a three-one lead with eight minutes to go. I know, but that that should be game over. Even if you give up one of those goals and it's three two, like mm-hmm. shut it the heck down, man. You know, find a way to get out of there, survive in advance. Like they couldn't do it, and it, and the, and the sad thing was they were they were at home. Now there was a lot of Toronto fans there, but they were at home. Mm-hmm. You, know, you hope it's a wake up call. It's early enough in the season. You know, I don't know. They're doing a lot of losing. I don't think good teams lose games like that. I don't know. They did last year, I know, but I'm just saying. Good like, te- good teams don't lose games like that often. Right. And with them, it's like, too You'll regular. have that occasionally. We'll see well, how. Can, they got a good team coming in Tuesday, Carolina. Carolina's good, yeah. We'll see how they respond, right. how they play. And, and, you know, win or lose, but how do they play? Like, are they more responsible defensively? Are they, you know, locking it down, not giving up those grade A chances? Mm-hmm. You know, that that's when we'll see if there was a lesson learned in that. Right. Now, you know, they changed some stuff on their defensive structure, and they've talked about it all preseason and training camp. Maybe it just hasn't sunk. Maybe it's just not there yet. Or, I mean, they or, may, or maybe they players. just lost a commitment. They have a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give them yeah, that, they right? I mean, they, they do have a lot of new, new guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much is that is factoring into this because they were doing the same thing a year ago. But Stamkos is back. He Kucherov is. had an unbelievable game. Kucherov had, was fantastic on the power. He had two play. goals and an assist in the first period. And, oh, by the way, Toronto pulled their goaltender after three goals on four shots. Mm-hmm. And Wall didn't give up a goal the rest of the night. He shut him down the rest of the way. I was like, whoa, they're going to pull their guy already? And then I saw where they, well, these, they've only had four shots and they got three goals. So, yeah. It certainly was the right move. Just a really, like, difficult start to this season. It's just like, eh. You know, you, you keep waiting for that break. And, of course, the, you know, the other night they, they scored with, what, like eight seconds or a few seconds left to send it to overtime. You're thinking, okay, that's a big point. Let's see if they can get two. And it's like, nope, it's over in a flash. They never mm-hmm. had the puck. Um, But you did get a point, and you got to rack up points, obviously. Yeah, you're two, two, and two. You're hockey five hundred. Right, right. Six points out of a possible twelve. Now, if you think of the 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 twelve points in every ten games barometer that gets you to ninety six on the season with two games to spare, it means you got to get six points your next four games. So you got to win three. Yeah, that could be tough, but not impossible. Yeah. Now you've got Carolina coming to town. Then you've got. San Jose coming to town. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Kraken coming to town. Yeah, Yanni Gord, yeah. And then you're going to go on the, the road after that. to You're going to go to Columbus, Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal. So for, uh, you have a four-game road trip after that. you got to make hay on this homestand, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, Columbus is, is a really bad team. Although, actually, they've, they've got a winning record, but I don't, I don't think they're that good of a team. Right. Ottawa is going to be decent. Toronto, Montreal is better. I mean, the Eastern Conference in their division is really tough. I, I think mm-hmm. it's probably the deepest division. Right. I think there's seven teams fighting for playoff spots in this division. Wow. 
out of eight. So it's a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, it is early. I'm not sure it's as early in the Bucks season. It's definitely early in the hockey season. Yeah, I mean, you're so, six out of eighty-two into this. So. Yeah, you're 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 barely into the first quarter. But uh, but yeah, they just they just need to finish, man. I mean, three-one, like you said, eight minutes to go. You got to win that game. Got to find a way to win that game. John Cooper was asked about the overtime mm-hmm. and not having possession. Right. And he said, either we got to change what we do or I got to change the players I put out there. Doesn't sound like well, the coach is get, very happy. That'll get your attention. <laughs> if you're the guy out there, you know, if you're the guy on the bench, you're like, yeah, coach, put me in. <laughs> but and I'm not sure, sir, that's an endorsement for the rest of them. Yeesh. Well, I mean, we were Champa Bay like five minutes ago, right? Yeah. Well, we and then back? the rowdies rout- the got rowdied in their playoff game. I three saw nothing. that. Like, are we are we not? We're back to we can't have nice things. It, it's starting to look that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think Philadelphia is the city of champions right now. They're looking like it. By the way, we have a game seven in baseball for the ALCS. How about that? Yeah. How about the? How about your Texas Rangers? The road team has won all six games in that series. It's incredible what the Rangers have done on the road, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think they spent like a month before they had a home game. I can't believe that that team is still like they they could be your American League champions. It's amazing. But yeah, Game Seven's cool. I'm all about Game Sevens. I have not. I'll be honest with you, and I'm you know me like baseball was my sport, is mm-hmm. my sport, all of that. Steve, I don't think I've watched one full inning. Number one, I'm busy. But number two, I just don't. I, I've had it on, but it's I don't not care that much. Like a lot of times, it's on the second TV, or you know. So I'm 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 not actively watching, right? But I guess if I did care, I would. I lo- I think the Phillies are entertaining as hell. I love love to see Harper and Schwab and those guys. They're good in the big moments, man. Yeah, I love to see him hit smash smash the ball. Contre- is it Contreras has been hitting the ball out? Castellanos, you mean? They're Castellanos. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Contreras, Castellanos. Um, and then, uh, and then I just love, I love the Rangers story. There's just been, there's just been this really weird team where they were really good, then not really good and really good. And I don't even think that sometimes they believe where they're at. I mean, they're one game from, from the world series, which is crazy to me. It's streaky, but you gotta get hot. Like you gotta get hot at the right time. You gotta, you gotta be hot going into these games. And then somehow you got to find a way to just you know carry it through. Well, you got to have offense. I mean, the the Rays didn't you hit again. To score. The Rowdies got shut out in their playoff game. Yeah, got to score. Hey, it seems like a theme tonight. The Bucks are. Bucks can't score either. Yeah. Man, where's Tom Brady when you need him? Are we sure he's retired? This is an unbaker, but I'm just asking. Uh, uh, you do you think the Bucks have placed a call? No, well, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, hey Tom, I mean, he how's retirement go, going? He might want to go help Mark Davis out a little bit because that's that's not gone great either. Now, who they who they lose to today for the Chicago Chicago Bears and a backup quarterback, a kid making his first debut, I think. Yeah, kid nobody's heard of. No. <laughs> I've never heard of him. I didn't know he was on the roster. Not that I'm the biggest Bears, you know, follower, but I'm just saying. 
It was pretty bizarre. So yeah, Bucks lose, and uh, that makes them three and three, I believe. Kind of like the Lightning, it's, two, two, and two. Yeah, we'll see if uh, yeah, except the Lightning have a hell of a lot more ways to go, but we'll see mm-hmm. if they can go up to Buffalo. Eh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, all those guys. I'm looking forward to seeing Josh. Josh is a handful, though, man. Like, you, you, like this is where you got to stop Josh running the ball. You got to stop Josh throwing the ball. You do, but you know what? This defense, though, if he starts they throwing the ball, it. they can they can do it. I mean, he's prone to picks. Not he, only that, but like you got the linebackers to run him down, mm-hmm. right? Like you got speed, and Allen is a force when he gets moving, and, and he can be their yep. leading rusher. But like they'll tee off on him if he starts running the ball. I'm not saying he won't get yards, but he'll pay a price for it. You know, it's a shame they've yeah. they've they've had some pretty good uh, defensive efforts, but again, in the big moments, right? Like you need to stop. You got this game. You got to get this game in overtime. It's forty five seconds. You give up a big shot play like that. That's just I don't know how many times, and he didn't call it a bust, but I don't know how many times Todd Bowles, going back to the ultimate one against the Rams, right when they lost Cooper Cup twice. But I don't know how many times you can come in to the Monday meetings and say, oh, we just we we had a bust. Like, no, man. <laughs> Not in those moments. Like that that's when you can't do that, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't beat yourself. You gotta you, you know, you know they're gonna throw the ball. You know that they're you kinda got them where you want them. I mean, you mm-hmm. just you know, you're playing back a little bit and you just don't want them getting field goal range. And as I talked to McCallum, he's like, Yeah, we we're just a little too close to the line of scrimmage. You think? Mm-hmm. Well, but even the play even the play earlier when Devin White Went after Ritter. Oh, my God. What was he thinking? Ritter, until he crosses the line of scrimmage, you mm-hmm. have to plaster your receiver, right? Yep. You cannot come off of him. And he got caught in no man's land and then allowed a giant, you know, a giant play. That's just that's just dumb. Another word for it. Mm-hmm. It's bad ball. You know, just, just bad decision-making, bad ball. So, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Anyway, we'll see what the Bucks have. A short week now. The Bucks, uh, Todd Bowles will talk to us today at 2.15 p.m. There is no access to players, surprisingly, because they're going to be all scattered in the locker room. There's no practice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just walkthroughs. Yeah, they'll walk through on, on Tuesday. We'll be back out there. And then, and then uh, they also have open access to the locker room and Todd Bowles on Wednesday, but they get on a plane Wednesday, as do I. So I'll be headed up to Buffalo. And then, of course, the game is Thursday night on... What is that TV? It's on now. It's on Prime. Uh, prime. Not, not prime, prime Time, just but Prime. TV, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Not Amazon Coach prime. prime. Richard Sherman, part of the festivities there. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick and the cradle of broadcasters, Tampa, Florida. I'm telling you, every every guy I watched on college this weekend, it seemed like they had somebody on the on the desk there. But uh, should be fun. Right, congrats to USF getting a road win. Yeah, Back to 500. They now, in eight games, Alex Golish has as many wins as Jeff Scott had in three years. So you're saying that 
maybe Scott was the problem? I'm just saying that Alex Golish seems to be better. <laughs> yeah, so far. But you know what? He's winning with, with, with his players. Actually, he's not, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he brought in a lot of his own. Look, I think Alex... Oh, they had lots of transfers, and, and yeah, there's a lot of new players. I still can't figure out how you gave up 56 to UAB and then whoever else they played next. Like, that 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 seems weird to me. But FAU let me say this. One. Let me say this. U- UConn's not good. Like really not good. Like mm-hmm. one of the, maybe the worst teams in in Division One football, and somehow Jim Mora is coaching that football team. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, surely he's made enough money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. coach at UCLA, coach with the Atlanta Falcons, son of you know uh, head football. Like, he just must. This must be the love of the game, man, to be sitting there at UConn. What were they? They're like one in five. They're. Not, I don't even think they're in a conference, are they? Uh, no, I believe they're still independent. Yeah, so they're independent. And there was talk of them joining the Big 12, mostly for basketball. Yeah, for basketball. Now, basketball, of course, is you know national champions and all that. But, um, but man, in football, it's rough. And, and Mora, at one point, was like, it, the veins were popping out of his neck. I was like, Jim, calm down just a bit, babe. Like, this is not, it might be your final act, but you don't have to go on the field here. He was really fired up. And... Um, I I just I I thought it was kind of sad. I mean, I can't begrudge a guy if he wants to coach. He can coach a high school team. I don't care. But it just seemed like I don't know. He seemed out of place, you know, like because UConn hasn't been good, won't be good for a very long time. But you don't take the win away. It was on the road. It's USF. They're two games from a bowl game, man. Mm-hmm. Where, where are they going bowling? <laughs> Maybe the Gasparilla Bowl here in Tampa. It could be. Although I course if you're a kid you want to you want to you know try to get out of town and pitch for something different but yeah it could be right here we don't know so yeah congratulations to them florida yeah, I mean, state i mean their remaining games they need to win two yeah they have memphis at memphis okay. who's five and two that'll be a tough one tough game yeah then you get temple at home they're two and six winnable mm-hmm. then you go to utsa they're currently winnable. four and three that's a friday night game and then you end at home against charlotte who's two and five yeah, you just got to win two of four. You need two. two if you win four. the two home games, Temple and Charlotte, you're going to a bowl game. You're in. You are in. How about I, that? I don't know if they'll beat Memphis. They, I think they have a shot against UTSA. That's a hell of a start, man. That's a nice start for Coach Golish. And then Florida State wins fairly easily. They beat Duke. Um, yeah, that's they, a good win. It's a really good win. And there's only, I mean, outside of, what would you say, Steve, uh, Miami and May, and in Florida, well, you know, because it's Florida. There's, I don't think there's another game they're gonna they're gonna lose. Florida State. Yeah, Miami. By the way, that was a good win with your backup quarterback to beat Clemson. Yeah, that was nice. Well, Clemson, I would maintain to you, is not Clemson anymore. But no, but it's still separate story. It's still, I mean, I, you know, it's yeah, it's not. But yeah, not to have your starter mm-hmm. go and do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, Florida State schedule. They they're at Wake Forest. When uh, at Pitt. When uh, then they get Miami at home. When. North Alabama at home, uh, and then at, and then at Florida. I have no comment on that one because I don't want half the people in America being <laughs> mad at me if I pick pick a team. Uh, but yeah, I mean that sounds like a good table running schedule there, right there. Now injuries play a factor role, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But and I think too that because of their schedule. Florida State has to go undefeated. I don't think they make the playoffs if they don't, unless they go twelve and zero. Just not going to happen. 
they don't have enough quality win. Like the LSU wins not as big anymore. Um, Duke's a good win, but it's not the mm-hmm. you know. Well, and you know you got to win the ACC championship game probably. Right. So you're gonna you know right now the teams with one loss in the ACC are Louisville, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia Tech. You're probably pulling from one of those four. Probably Louisville, UNC, or Duke. Yeah. Yep. 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 Would agree, but they could definitely get there, and that's a hell of a job, man, by Mike Norvell to get to a national championship semifinal that you know this quickly, mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, we're back." You know, that was a good weekend of college football for sure. All right, well, we will uh, be back out at One Buck Place, of course. Like I said, to talk to Todd Bowles this afternoon, tell you what he has to say, and uh, check us out on the Tampa Bay Times and on the Tampa dot com. Thanks for listening for Steve Rustick, Governor of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.